All right. Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Toth, the executive director of the J. Cruz Education Center, and welcome to the J. Cruz Education Center podcast. Uh, we're here today with our special guest and founder, John Cruz. Um, good to see you, John. Thanks for being here. And uh, I just wanted to take a moment on this podcast to kind of go back and explain the relationship between the J. Cruz Education Center and Worldwide Auctioneers, and then also you as the founder, how, how all of this came about and um, your passion uh, for education, um, and now from where you've been and to where we are with the facility, uh, I just want to talk about the connection between Worldwide and the J. Cruz Education Center. So thanks for being on today, and I uh, would love to hear what you have to say. Yeah, well, thank you, and it's it's great always to get together and, and have our podcast time. And, you know, we have a, a neat event that's coming up in June here of 2020, you know, the Americana Festival and auctions and uh, that is where uh, Worldwide Auctioneers is going to be selling a lot of things, but a big chunk of what's being sold is uh, military and aviation uh, for the benefit of uh, the J. Cruz Education Center, which, again, is a uh, career path exploration and inspiration facility, uh, unlike anything else uh, anywhere in the country. And um we, uh, you know, as Worldwide Auctioneers, you know, Rod Egan and I started here. You know, Rod, we started, boy, almost 20 years ago. And uh, I've had a lifelong passion for education. I love to learn. And uh, my parents, my uh, Uncle Darrell, uh, who some people here in Northeast Indiana uh, know, is a, was a brilliant uh, person and be able to learn from some of these people. Uh, and, and what I learned was that it's great to learn. And as, as we've been able to have some success at Worldwide Auctioneers, you know, a lot of people wonder, well, what does everybody do if they have any success? And, you know, regardless of what uh, people think, success is not related to dollars most of the time. It's related to uh, getting fulfillment out of life and, and offering ways for others to have fulfillment in life. And so about eight, uh, almost nine years ago now, uh, we were able to uh, start a, a nonprofit, 501c3, for the specific purpose of a career path, uh, inspiration and exploration. And uh, in the early days, uh, we kind of used uh, the name Next Gen Education Program, and uh, as as lots of folks know, we do auctions in different parts of the country. Uh, so we were able to connect with education leaders, uh, business leaders, and even uh, political leaders on uh, what their states were doing and how all that stuff was going. And uh, then we actually were able to, to not just connect with them, but have events with students. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, our core belief is that in the individual. And if you're not able to connect and provide specific experiences for an individual student, then uh, we don't think that's going to have as much success as maybe some other things. And that's our focal point. And, uh, you know, Rod, I know for 
years. We've had a great time with those events, been able to impact a lot of individuals. But, um, you know, you've been there right there with me from day one, and it's been a lot of fun. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, Matt, I brought Rod on here, and, you know, Rod, Matt's on here. We kind of jumped in and have a, a extra extra group here. But, yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, Rod, you know, you, you were there right there with me at the beginning. Yeah, and, and and the roots of next gen. I mean, we're car guys, and and I can uh, now. If you all close your eyes and imagine, take yourself back eight years, <laughs> pre-pandemic, uh, a couple of guys with an idea. Uh, you know, your passion is education, as we talked about before, and and next gen education was uh, had a lot of exposure. Uh, you know, in the car world at some of our events and some concours mm-hmm. and uh, what that was for folks that may not be familiar, a lot of people are, but that may not be familiar was using the automobile to inspire uh, kids in the K through 12 pathways. Uh, and it wasn't, you know, we get, we hear a lot in the collector car business, uh, certainly in the auction business about, oh, gee, you know, who's gonna, we, we have to have uh, uh people uh, get scholarships for kids so that they can learn how to do body work and work on old cars and, and who's going to restore these cars and keep them running. And while I believe that is uh, very important, uh, you know, John, our, our idea with next gen was not to be quite as, as limited in the scope of that. And that next gen would be, we use the art, we use the automobile to inspire. So it, it was it was not just that who, who's going to do body work, but you could you could you, we, well, we saw it countless times. These kids, they would look at these cars and, you know, cool design and they'd think, OK, well, I'm not going to be a mechanic and pull carburetors off. But like who designed this car? Why are these lines like this? Uh, how did this get machined? And let's talk about and, and And so you get into now what can you design? So you, the automobile now we've used, we've used some, maybe some French coach work to inspire some kid to, to design. It doesn't have to design cars. He can become an architect. He can, he can become an artist. He can do, you know, so, so that was, that was our, our vision a little bit bigger than just who's going to be there to work on these old cars so people can drive them. And uh, that's kind of the genesis of, of, of next gen. And now with, with it being the J Cruz education center is we were able to raise John, what, I mean, it's over $2 million that we donated uh, quietly. Not too many folks know that you and I were behind any of that. Uh, and, and now with such a bigger purpose, you can talk John about it, about, I mean, the facility now we're fortunate to have uh, there in Indiana. It's massive. Uh, the program where it stands, the excellent job Matt's done uh, as a director, getting everything done. I mean, we're we're uh, I'm I'm happy to say uh, that that we're a long ways down the path now. Absolutely, and and anyone in education will appreciate what I'm about to say, and and you know, for us to have uh, someone like Matt, you know, you at the helm of this is is incredible, and you're an educator, which I think is is important, but. As you talked about, you know, our perspective right from a car world, what we were talking about and, and in our collector car communities, like, you know, yeah, we want more young people engaged in the collector car hobby and in restoring cars. What we oftentimes missed was that we weren't really focused on creating enough experiences for those students to figure out, well, they're the ones that want to do that. We just wanted them. 
And I'm not saying that was selfish, right? That's a, it's a good thing to want to have, you know, young talent and passionate talent, but it's another thing to actually help uh, bring, you know, come alongside these students and give them uh, actual experiences where they can do that. So what we did with our first education summits was bring, you know, hundreds of students together and, and without regard to what we thought they ought to do or what we wanted them to do and help them understand that there are, you know, there's 16 career pathways and there's, you know, dozens of opportunities within those. And as that developed, you know, a passion of mine and, and as all of our car friends listening, we have a, an amazing amount of influence, of financial capability, you know, within the collector car community. And rather than simply or only developing car kids, we're going to get the car kids, right? We're, we're going to get them. They're going to be here and we're going to help with that. But how about us taking our, uh, you know, political capital, our financial capital, our connections, influence, and using that to help every student do that. And now not just every student, but, you know, returning veterans and certainly anyone could participate in what we're doing. And, and as we develop those uh, thoughts and programs and concepts, uh, as we were able to, you know, acquire our current facility here in Auburn, uh, you know, 30 acres and over 200,000 square feet uh, indoors, it allowed for a fixed-based campus where we can now have hundreds of thousands of students, uh, we believe millions of students in the coming years, uh, and and hopefully hundreds of thousands uh, of adults and, and specifically returning veterans, where we can provide a unique experience that's hands-on, that's interactive, and it doesn't just stop there. You know, it keeps going in terms of connections and apprenticeships and internships. Uh, but we believe that, and I believe, you know, you know, we've got we call it the Jakers Education Center, and, and I'm I'm uh, happy to have that. It's a big team. It's certainly not just me. But looking at it and say, hey, it doesn't just take educators. It doesn't just take business people. It doesn't just take political folks. And, and since we've got the connections in all three of those realms to bring that together and, and harness all of that to, to provide something that across the board and, and from A to Z, all pathways, there just isn't another facility focusing on that. And, uh, Matt, you know, bringing you in as our key person, as an educator. So people need to know that we are super serious. You know, it's not a couple sure. of entrepreneur sure. business guys that had an idea and let's just do it. Like we've got you, Matt. And, you know, uh, maybe uh, before I go any further and talk more about, you know, what what's going to happen with some of the resources that are raised from this event, maybe can you just tell uh, our our folks again. You know, we talked a little bit before, but even for some of the car folks listening, um, tell us why you're here. So, I guess my big uh, <laughs> my big why stems from being a high school principal for six years and 
the most one of the most frustrating things about my job would be walking down the halls of the high school, talking to juniors and seniors who should be passionate and excited about leaving high school, getting ready for their career, maybe going to college, jumping right into the workforce. And when you'd ask them, the majority, easily the majority, would tell me, hey, Mr. Toth, yeah, I, I don't really know what I want to do. What do you mean you don't want to do? What are you excited about? Well, I don't know. You mean you've gone through school for 12 years and you aren't excited about anything? And that just drove me up the wall so much so that, <laughs> you know, one conversation led to another, you know, with you, John. And uh, next thing I know, I'm executive director of the J. Cruz Education Center, where I get to build out this dream of creating experiences that are hands on and engaging for kids so that they get to find out what opportunities are out there because we don't do a good job, not just in public school, but private, parochial, any any school setting in our education system. We don't do a great job of helping kids explore the opportunities that are available to them. Um, and that's, that's why I'm here. I want to help students, even my own children, uh, as they grow up, I want them to have experiences that they wouldn't otherwise have in the four walls of a elementary, of a middle school, of a high school. So that's that's my why. That's why I'm here, Matt. I I, I know you and I have talked uh, candidly and and uh, talked a little bit about you know I get asked, you're an auction. How do you become an auctioneer? Mm-hmm. Never. I didn't yeah. know you could become an auctioneer. I never had a guidance counselor tell me that was even an issue. So I'm, I'm excited and I can, I can, I feel your passion. I can see it in your eyes and hear it in your voice. Every time we talk that, you know, with these career paths, the the development will be able to, will be able to get kids to, to get that, that huge scope and that, that, that exposure that's, that doesn't limit them at all. I mean, you're going to, we're going to, we're going to find out where their passions lie and, and, and hand pick virtually, you know, several different pathways that'll relate regardless of what field it's in that's that's going to get them something that's going to make them real happy as they as they grow exactly and instead of sticking them into a class where they just need a graduation requirement we can now be specific and strategic with what classes kids go back to their schools and take because we can give some information back to the guidance counselors and again we're not a school we're not educating the kids here we're helping them explore and find a passion or interest that they can then take back and explore further at their own school. Yeah, we, we want to be uh, the number one support system for all the wonderful educational programs, whether that's in the automotive sector or, or other sectors, because I tell you what, uh, you know, we see it uh, every day where we, we're learning with and, and communicating and helping support some of our students or, or our returning veterans. And, uh, they they have a quick shift because they see or they experience something that they hadn't thought of or didn't even know of. Right, and we want that to happen as as early as possible and as quick as possible, depending on where any individual's at uh, by the time we get to interact with them. And you know, another thing uh, that I think always matters when I look at. Uh, any nonprofit, you know, there's a lot out there. There's some wonderful ones, but I look at, you know, who, who's behind it and why are they behind it and what's motivating them. And, you know, I hope everybody listening can understand or hear, you know, the passion for, for what we're talking about in our voices. But 
to make it even more real, you know, I've got two little kids. Uh, they are, are six and three. And last I checked, I think, Matt, you've got a couple of little kids-ish, right? What do you Three-ish. tell everybody? Yeah, and then a nine-month-old. <laughs> Six, three, and nine months, yep. And Rod, I think uh, you've got a couple youngsters. Well, I, yeah, I do. I mean, I've got my, my oldest, my son, who's 21 and and went through and and uh, recently found his his career path and something that he's very passionate about. I can tell you when he was uh, 17 and 18, I mean, his idea was that he was going to play pro hockey. Uh, He discovered that he was like uh, most kids, uh, not quite good enough. He probably could have played minor pro and and, would have had to start all over again anyway in four or five years. Uh, But I know he went through school and he, he really, he didn't, he didn't really get the guidance uh, that Matt talks about that kids just, they, they just need and they don't get. Uh, and, uh, so I've seen that I've seen the, the, the effects of that and, and the challenges that my son who's 21 now, uh, had trying to figure out what he was going to do, uh, when he quote unquote grows up. Uh, now I've got a three-year-old girl and a, and a seven and a half month old little girl, and I'm going to do this all over again. Uh, so <laughs> you can damn sure bet that I'm, I'm interested in, in them having fulfilling careers and pathways that, uh, that they can take advantage of as they grow up. And, and on, on our other, uh, focal category of, of returning, uh, veterans, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here at my desk and, you know, my, my great uncle Lawrence, you know, was a sharpshooter, World War II had, uh, a lot of awards, unfortunately got some medals, including a purple heart for being wounded, uh, in battle. Uh, and, you know, of course, a lot of us know many folks, uh, have a lot of family members currently serving. Uh, and Rod, you mentioned uh, your oldest son, Cole. Uh, a lot of our car folks have met Cole at some of our auctions, but uh, maybe you might share what career path he actually discovered and jumped into. Well, Cole is a soldier in the United States Army. And uh, he's uh, working his way through, uh, ideally, what will end up uh, being uh, a uh, assignment in the uh, 75th Ranger Regiment, uh, which is, for those people that don't know, uh, you hear about Special Forces and Green Berets, and and, uh, that's usually what you hear about in the Army. Uh, 75th Ranger Regiment is a special operations uh, side of things also. Uh, you hear about the Green Berets. They're a lot of, uh, a lot of reconnaissance and a lot of uh, deep roots, training other country soldiers, long-term commitments, language, uh, kind of a, a heavy embedded uh responsibility for the special forces and the green berets and and not too many people hear about the 75th the 75th ranger regiment is uh considered more of a direct action uh regiment uh meaning that they're the guys that uh you don't hear about but they're the ones that are going to jump out of a plane uh 25,000 feet in the middle of the night go down and uh acquire uh capture kill high value targets and uh and exfilled as quickly as they infilled and and be gone and you don't really hear about them so he's on that path now uh got some good news today in terms of where he is i haven't talked to him actually for about three months uh 
I don't get to talk to him very often. He's not allowed to to make contact at uh, certain times, uh, but he's in, you know, and and, and the, it goes back in our family. My grandfather uh, served uh, in the Canadian Army in World War II uh, as well, uh, as well as some other family members. And uh, so the military side, of course, is it hits home with me. But, you know, it always has before before my son joined the military. I mean, it's always been a a big deal for me to to try and help. And I've done, you know, in a tiny way, my, my best to help out and kind of contribute and, and uh, support some charitable organizations that look after our, our guys and gals that are coming home and, and uh, help them through that transition period. And, and we talked a little bit about it before in a, in a podcast about, you know, they have to have, there's, they have a servant's heart, they serve and, and they want to continue that. Uh, and it's incredibly important that we find career paths for these soldiers, men and women that have come back. And it and it goes deeper than just having them be fulfilled. You have to understand that a great many of these, these uh, uh, veterans that are coming back have families and, and, if, and how that affects the whole family, right? Husbands, wives, kids, uh, all those relationships uh, to the fact that I, I don't even like to talk about it, but the reality is right now, uh, 22 veterans a day take their lives. So, and I, I'll qualify that statement a little bit too. Um, those are uh, veterans that uh, commit suicide uh, within six months of the time they return home and transition out. So those numbers don't count. Mm-hmm. Uh Guys that might do that a year later or two years later or so really, folks, what, what is that number really? How many veterans take their life every day? I, I think conservatively it would be double that. We're mm-hmm. talking about thousands, 14 or 15,000 veterans uh, are, are finding uh, a very permanent solution to what I believe is a temporary problem. And uh, unfortunately, we're, we're faced with that on a, on a way greater scale than, than we really should. Uh, so in an effort to, to make sure that, that that is lessened and we can help these guys and gals get into some career paths that are going to make them feel fulfilled, make them still feel they have that servant's heart where they can contribute, they're doing stuff, uh, gives them that family life. So now that they're back, they can enjoy their kids, uh, their spouses, uh, and, and, and live the life they deserve. They've done so much for us. Yeah. Well, uh, amen to all of that. And, you know, with, with our, not just our passion that, that we all have here for career path inspiration, but, you know, we've got family members and kids right now in the military. We, we have little kids who are about to, or just starting to go through, uh, you know, this K through 12 phase. So this is epically real for each of us. And I know it is for a lot of people. And, you know, that's why we're here. And so, um, you know, we, we've got this this auction we're doing in June. And, you know, that money that, that gets raised uh, goes right into the education center as we develop that to provide uh, all these opportunities to to these students and and returning veterans and um, you know we talked about Rod in one of our earlier uh, auctioneer podcasts how fulfilling the auction business is uh, but I tell you what 
especially for me individually, who's extremely passionate about education. I know you guys are as well as we've been talking about, but um, to to be able to use uh, an auction company platform to uh, really not not just support, but to actually do um, is beyond beyond my wildest dreams of fulfillment. And uh, we're just, I'm just grateful for the opportunity that, uh, you know, God's placed in front of all of us to be able to to do these things. And uh, I can't wait for every single uh, student, veteran, individual that comes in here uh, that we're going to be able uh, to yep. support. And uh, so everyone that, that participates in this auction, of course, can know that uh, where where the money's going and why the money's getting raised and and how all of of us are connected and uh, they can get some cool stuff though too right I mean it's it's great <laughs> it's, it's gonna be a blast and I think I think the idea that you know worldwide auctioneers can be that vehicle to help uh, facilitate and raise money for for the education center I think that uh, that that combination is, is fantastic. And I think honestly uh, we, we would be remiss if we didn't specifically use worldwide auctioneers uh, as a valuable tool to do that, to build the education uh, center and, and, and to grow it. I mean, we have that it's, it's at our fingertips. We would be uh, poor stewards of other people's money if we didn't do that. And I think uh, I'm, I'm excited that we have worldwide to be able to do that uh, as a founder of both, the education center and the auction company. Uh, I, the, the tie-in is it's just so simple and so easy uh, that, that I'm excited about how much we'll be able to do for years and years and years to come. I think one, one thing I'd like to add in case there's a question, you know, some people may have asked this. And so maybe some of those listening are asking it as well. Uh, while there's a lot of cool stuff getting sold and a lot of money for great cause, um, there's going to remain some pretty incredible aviation and military. And so we're going to be having a grand opening for that later this year. Uh, It's going to be beyond exciting. And uh, I I like to use the word exciting because I get excited a lot. But (laughs) this is really special. And uh, as, as we have our uh, Hoosier Air and Armed Forces Freedom Experience, uh, it is extremely interactive. It's going to tell a story of freedom. There, there's spectacular, uh, again, military and aviation is going to be wonderful. And on a car front, what we're able to do, having an auction company of collector cars and an education center on the same campus uh, the interactive things that we have planned uh, for students and adults as it relates to uh, automobiles and driving automobiles and being around them and working on them and uh, all the things that a lot of us uh, in the car world love. We're going to be doing a lot of that here and, and supporting a lot uh, of others that are doing some great things with that. So uh, it, it's this is not <clears throat> uh, this is just the beginning uh, and, and I'm, I'm thrilled to be a part of it. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you, John, for sharing your passion. Thanks for bringing Rod along. Rod, appreciate you being here as well today with us. Um, 
you know, I, I appreciate the connection between the J. Cruz Education Center and Worldwide Auctioneers, hearing your passion uh, for everything that's taken place, the growth of the nonprofit over the years. Um, it's just, it's exciting. And I'm excited to see what uh, the future will bring. So uh, thank you for tuning in today. And remember to subscribe to our channel as content will be updated weekly. Please leave a review and share us with your friends. You can always find more information about the J. Cruz Education Center at jcruiseducation.org and on our Facebook page, J. Cruz Education. Thanks again for joining us today.